Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about cycling workouts for recovering runners. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. There are really five problems when you get injured and stop running and stop exercising. One, you lose your aerobic fitness. Number two, no exercise actually increases your stress hormones. You're also getting weaker. Your muscles, tendons, bones, ligaments, everything's getting weaker. And because of the indiscriminate scarring that happens where you get collagen strands forming between all these different tissues, when you've been injured, you get stiffer. Now, in addition to that, you're losing your neuromuscular coordination. What that means is all the muscle units that you have trained during your running training that fire in unison, in coordination to make you strong, stable, and maintain your running form, those are also degenerating when you're not exercising. So obviously, if you want to get back to running as soon as you're healed, you need to do something to prevent all of these changes that can slow you down and put you at a higher risk of re-injury once you actually do get back to running and training. A cycling can help prevent all five of these detrimental changes in your running body. Cycling is very low impact and it's forgiving, but not all cycling workouts are created equal. If you're recovering from a running injury and you want to ride your bike to prevent the decimation of your running fitness, you need to ride slow and steady. When you're doing that, when you're riding your bike, when you're trying to recover after a running injury, you want to think about staying in zone two. Think about base training. You want to ride at a sustainable pace that is really, truly like a conversational pace on your bike for a long period of time, not a short workout where you have a tremendous output of energy and you're covered in sweat and you can't talk, think, or do math. A good example of this is that once a week during all of my Ironman training, I basically did a 100-mile bike ride every single week. I would ride from San Francisco to Point Reyes Station and back. Now, during that ride, my main focus was to stay seated, stay you know, basically somewhere between 85 and 95 RPMs at a sustainable wattage that I knew I could hold for you know six hours. This is safe. So when you're riding long and you're staying seated, you're in the saddle, you're not standing up, you're not cranking hard on the pedals, it's completely safe. Many injured runners call me for help through webcam visits and phone consults, and many of them ask about whether or not they can do a strenuous cycling workout to try to maintain some of their running fitness as well as some sanity. I totally understand this desire. Cycling workouts do take longer than running workouts to get an equivalent fitness benefit, but you have to be careful. One thing you need to understand is that spin classes are dangerous. I understand the appeal of them. You can go in in an hour, hour and a half. You can expend a lot of effort. You can really feel like you got a great workout. But again, spin classes are dangerous. There are two things in spin classes that really put you at risk. The first is that when you're doing these low RPM, high wattage, huge forces where you're actually pulling on the handlebars and you're leaning side to side cranking away asymmetrically that's risky it can load the structures in your foot or ankle that have been injured in a way that applies excess stress to them and cause a setback and you also have the other end of the spectrum when you're doing a spin class when they tell you to completely turn off the resistance you're doing really high rpm zero resistance spinning 
and you're trying to see how fast you can spin, that's also risky. When you're doing that, you have erratic motion and you're at high speeds, your, your hips are rocking, you're bouncing around in the saddle, and all that, again, can load your injured foot in a way that torques it, twists it, applies forces to it in some way that can cause an aggravation of your running injury. So when you're riding a bike while recovering from injury, it can really help you maintain your fitness. It can help decrease the stress hormones so you don't feel so crazy while you're healing. It can maintain your running strength and it can keep you loose and limber and keep your neuromuscular coordination intact. You have to really understand this. So when you get a running injury and you just sit still, you stop training, you don't do anything and you just sit around and quote unquote recover, well, you're getting weaker. So not only are you losing your aerobic fitness that you work so hard to build, but the stress hormones that actually uh, impede your healing, those go up when athletes uh, stop exercising. So if you stop exercising and you get stressed out, you become emotional, you become aggravated, you're easily irritated, those are signs that you have stress hormones that are increasing in your system. And those things like cortisol can impede healing and in a sense actually make it take you longer to heal. So it's better if you can avoid that increase in stress hormones by maintaining some athletic activity of some variety that's not risky for your foot. Of course, you're also getting weaker. Anytime you're not you're not improving, you're getting weaker. This is true when you're training and when you're healing. Things are always either getting stronger or weaker. And if you are not exercising at all, all your muscular strength is just getting wasting away. And then when you get back to running, you have less strength to support and maintain your running fitness. And that can lead to overloading that previously injured structure when you actually do get back to running. And that can put you at a risk of a re-injury. And you don't want to do that. Also, while you're just sitting around and you're healing a running injury, you're going to get more scar tissue forming that makes everything in that foot and ankle stiffer. That is a serious problem because when you get back to running, if it's stiffer, it's a lever on the end of your leg, forces are higher. And when those high forces get pushed through that injured foot, you're more likely to re-aggravate that injury. And the last of those things that happens is that you have the neuromuscular coordination that maintains your running form that helps protect you from running injuries when you're actually training. That falls apart if you're not exercising. The thing everybody thinks about is running, gravity. And gravity and the pounding forces associated with running, well, that's only one of a half a dozen contributing factors that can prevent healing of a running injury. But if you cycle while you're healing, you can address all those other factors without worrying so much about gravity because you're not pounding away on it. If you do that, if you use cycling workouts and you're really sensible about it and you just maintain slow and steady workouts where you're actually getting exercise, you're keeping things moving, that can really help you a lot. Then when you get back to running and full training, you'll be much stronger, much more stable, and a lot less likely to get a re-injury or another setback that might otherwise send you off course. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And listen, if you enjoy this, if it helps you, I want to ask you to do a huge favor for me. Please share it with one of your friends. Send it to somebody who's a runner who you think can benefit from the podcast so that they can keep running as well without injury. And please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen to your podcast. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me. And then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.